sign of weakness. Always go for the throw. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you Investor's Edge with Gary Kaltbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Kaltbaum. And welcome again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kaltbaum, your host. Thanks for being with us today. Glad you're here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It is uh, Monday, March 11, 2019. And we're here to talk about everything. <laughs> that really affects everything. We'll do markets, Boeing, socialism, communism, movers, not the Knicks, and all that stuff today. But first, if you're not at this show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live at Archive. We're live 6.06 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also at GaryK.com, you can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Go to Twitter at Gary Kaltbaum. You can email me. Just be nice. Read our commentary. Articles we post. If you like to hear what we're doing, like to hear what you're doing, press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes. Or convictionleaders.com to get our email service. One month free. One month free. One month free. Okay. Uh, we're pre-taping the show in the uh, final hour, as always we do on Mondays and Thursdays now, because every Monday and Thursday at 5 to 6 p.m. I am live on Fox Business Network on Bulls and Bears, so we have to pre-tape. Uh, so let's... The market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbeck, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man you're either in or out of the market. What is proprietary indicators? Go check it out. Investment-models.com. So we're just going to go backwards on the short term. Last Monday on this show... We said to you we thought a high was being put in for now of unknown price and time. We thought we saw enough in leading stocks. We thought, thought we saw enough in stalling, stalling action, that we thought the market would come down some. And again, unknown price and time. On Friday, we said to you we thought the market probably hit a low for now. And we said that because what, we got one of those mystery reverses, reversals at the end of the day. And what that simply means is when you're down a lot and you finished, uh, finished close to even or up, it, after a drop, it just tells you that sellers get washed, maybe buyers get the upper hand. And then over the weekend, another crash. Ethiopian Airlines, 157 people killed on a Boeing 737 MAX, second one in uh, six months. Boeing opens up down $50 which is about 325, 330 Dow points, somewhere in there. Give or take 20 points. Give me a little in between. But futures are up, except for the Dow. And as we get towards the open, futures get stronger and stronger, especially the NASDAQ and the S&P. And then something interesting happens. And we've taught you this throughout the years. When a stock drops 50 points last week and gets back 45 of them in a half day today, that's bullish. When a stock rallies 50 points in a week and gives back 45 in a half day, that's bearish. Well, we're just letting you know right now it's 3.20 p.m. Eastern Time. And a bunch of names have gotten back everything they lost last week. In fact... Parts of the market, in just hours, got back a lot of that pullback last week, off of that reversal on Friday. We're just letting you know, it's probably good news. Notwithstanding, I mean, there's so much noise out there, 
so much yapping, so much media crap, so many socialists, China trade. When all said and done, we don't care. We just put our head down and see what's going on. And Friday's reversal. What we said to you, we thought probably a low now is being put in. Damn strong day today. Because as I speak, the Dow's up 180, even though Boeing is still down 25, which is about 150 some odd Dow points, 160 Dow points. So the Dow would be up like 330, 340. S&P's up 38, the NASDAQ up 145, the NASDAQ 100, 146. The Sox up 34 as Mullinox, MLNX, gets bought out by NVIDIA. Transports bounce, and that's been the weakest, up 177 as we speak. Advanced declines good, up down volume good, new highs pick up a little bit. But most importantly, I just, I'm going to give you some big names. Amazon was down 80 points last week approximately. It's up 47 today. Apple, last week, went from 175, finished at 173 after being down at 170 on Friday. It's up six today. Got an upgrade. We don't care why. We care what is. And, of course, Apple's going to help out. And, of course, the semi is up because of a buyout, but do they have to be up 35? So no other way to spin today than very good action off of that reversal last week as the NASDAQ, which is up 147 as I speak last week, let's see, 75, 940, was down 187, and you got 147 back on the next day. That is good news. In fact, You've gotten back the last two ugly days just about. So we're just letting the bears know. There's no way else to spin it but good news today off of this action. And again, we can come in today and say to you, the market's down because so-and-so or the market's up because of so-and-so. Bad news, good news. It all comes back to this. Jay Powell was on 60 Minutes last night. I did not watch it yet. I'll watch it tonight. I watched the WWE Fastlane. Guess what he said? Easy money, and more easy money, and easy money, and easy money, and easy money, and more easy money. And Japan has said more easy money, and China said more easy money, and Europe said more easy money. Now, as I've said to you on the show, I, you know, I read all these things, and I look at stats. Almost every data point around the globe has been a slowdown in economic growth. The markets can't go up. Oh, yes, they can. Easy money. So we're just letting you know. Excellent day today in the market. Excellent day in the market. I can't wait to scan it tonight. Now Boeing was down 50 on the open, then was down 54 as rally to only be down 25. All kinds of questions from you guys today. Well, I must tell you, I did not play it today. I almost bought it. Obviously should have. But I have this little rule sometimes. You know? Where there's uncertainty, I try to just stay away. And in case you don't know, 2737 MAX crashing on takeoff, I believe, with some countries uh, halting the planes from going up, not the U.S., that's uncertainty. That's uncertainty. You know, the number one job of the airlines is safety. Everything else is noise. So this, you know, it may not, who knows? It is tragic, but who knows? We're talking just stock price. Sorry, we have to. All I can tell you, stock price was defended on bad news today. Up next, more on these markets. Lots to cover. News of the day. I'm Gary. This is the one only Investor's Edge. 
It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Kaltbaum. It doesn't get better than this. Hey, welcome once again to Investor's Edge. So we had the pullback last week and then today, and I just qualify it as being very bullish. And only 3.28, anything can happen by the close. But when you have a pullback, and it's really the first kind of sort of pullback uh, in recent weeks, and it's pretty good going into Friday, your first Friday, and then get a bunch back on Monday, that, that's what I just call good news. And I've been able to isolate the uh, strength versus not so strong. Uh, you know, we mentioned a bunch of names to you last week. Hope you, hopefully you wrote them down. What you do with them is up to you. Uh, but as I mentioned, Apple got the upgrade today. It's up six. Facebook got an upgrade today, up 280. For whatever reason, Amazon's up 50. Google's up 26. Uh, it's one of those days. After dropping hard last week. And we'll leave it at that. And, oh, and the semiconductors. Remember, semiconductors lead all the time. Up and down, up and down, up and down. Now, here's the good question. Is this going to lead to a breakout above the recent highs. As you know, the Dow hit 26,277, November 26,241 about two weeks ago. Well, Boeing's not going to help. But we're still up, as I speak, 169, with Boeing still down 25. Yeah, I think we're going to go higher. To what extent, I don't know. And again, I say that this is certain rules we follow. Just simple rules. And again, when you're down for pretty good for five days and you get most of it all back in a day, it's good news. The opposite's bad news. And when the right areas lead back up, it's good news. Now, there's still warts. There's still plenty of areas that ain't working. That's fine. We just won't deal with them. But I would suggest... Just every day looking what the new high list looks like and see what the stocks look like and see whether they're moving out of range on heavy volume, see if the group is working also. That's what I'd be doing if I were you. And we'll take it from there. And, by the way, pay no attention to the noise. Everybody's saying the world's ending. Everyone. My Twitter feed is a bunch of bears. And I'm like, did they see Friday's reversal in today's action? And remember, I am a card-carrying member of worry on what they are doing. Donald Trump came out with a new budget today. Eh, only $4.7 trillion. After raising federal spending last year, $300 billion a year, he's raising it again, $300 billion next year. You know them deficit hawks on the right. So just letting you know. A bad budget. And of course the Democrats are complaining, but they shouldn't complain because they got to be so happy because they're big spenders too. But they have to complain because they got to make Donald Trump look like crap all the time, just like the Republicans had to make Obama look like crap all the time. That's what they do. They get elected and they start their re-election campaigns the next day and then spend us into death. But as long as the markets are going up, everything's great. Remember, nothing bad happens as long as the markets cooperate. That's what happened in 2008. Everything was great. Until the curtains came down and the markets were trashed. And what's interesting about all this is the central bank will lower rates 
into all this. And that's where market's expectations are building up. Now with this Boeing thing, let me just, I, 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 I have no advice. I was thinking about buying it today because I had people ask the question, so I wrote it up a little bit. But I just, I don't like uncertainty. And just in case there is something there. But as a market as a whole, they, they really defended this thing today. In the Dow today, Apple's up six. 3M's up six. Visa up three. Two or more. Chevron. IBM. Microsoft. Ones. American Express. Caterpillar. Disney. Goldman Sachs. Home Depot. Intel. J.P. Morgan. Coke. Merck. McDonald's. Nike. Procter & Gamble. United Tech. Verizon. So good day. With Boeing. So forget about last week. Yeah, no, really. Forget it. Last week's over. Amazingly, last week is over. Market has already thumbed its uh, nose at last week's action. It was just a pullback, and that's it. And repeat, pay no attention. The Atlanta Fed just slashed GDP growth for the quarter to zero. Markets can't go up. Yes, they can. We've been telling you about this for 10 years. For 10 years, we've been telling you about this. Every time the central bank. And I never want to believe it, but every time it happens. It's just a matter of what time, what day, what year are they finally going to stick the middle finger of fate back at. And by the way, for like headlines today, eh, Europe benchmark heads towards negative territory. I can go on and on and list of these things. Just watch the market, ladies and gentlemen. Up next, daylight savings time. What's with that? And the socialists. I'm Gary, not a socialist. This is the one that only investors at. America is talking. Investors Edge. He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Coltbaum. I'm highly recommended. You're going to feel better if you talk to him. And welcome once again to Investors Edge. Uh, thanks for being with us today. You know... You know how I complain to you about the question simply is, why do we have like 70 or 80,000 pages of tax code? Uh, you know, think about that. Why can't we just have, if you make this amount, you pay this percentage, this amount, you pay this percentage, this amount, you pay this percentage, and that's it. Maybe three different percentages. You want five, we'll give you five. Deductions, why, why, why do we have deductions? They're just this, percentage. And how do we get to 70,000, 80,000 pages of tax code? And then the Federal Register, this is all regulations, which has been as high as 90,000 pages, and I think it's back down uh, because of Trump to 60 or 70 or something like that. Why do we have the, that many pages? Which leads me to the next question. Why do we have daylight savings in the first place? Why do we switch? I mean, I can look up why. There's got to be an answer. Why do we have daylight 
savings time. Let's see what Google says here. Make better use of daylight. We change our clocks during the summer to move an hour of daylight from the morning to... Okay, so why do we change back? Isn't that a valid question? Why do we even do that? I don't get it. Why don't we just stay the same all the time? Anyway, a lot of confusion out there. Speaking of confusion, so as you know, I believe in us. I've never been more optimistic on us. Who's us? You and I. The people. The rich, the poor, the middle class, the young, the old. And I know people talking about millennials, but I've never been more optimistic on people. Just so you know that you're not told we have less poverty in this world than ever before, just so you know the definition of poverty is so much better. How do I say that better? What used to be poverty is no longer poverty. You know what I'm saying? The advances in medicine are amazing. Without getting into which illness is, I had an uncle die of, of an illness that you live now for 25 years. Uh, read up about AIDS and HIV, what's happened there. I mean, we have really had major league advances. How about technology? Unbelievable. You Remember dial-up AOL? We're now headed to 5G. Who do you think comes up with all that? Smart people. Hard-working people. You and I. How do you think Walmart was able to grow this big? People. If you don't have people at Walmart, you can't grow. By the way, I think it's like 75 to 80% of all managers of Walmart started as minimum wage. In my building here, where I work, there is a crew of people. I'm going to call them a crew. One woman works her butt off cleaning bathrooms. Every one of them in the building. And the floors. Another man, to get to the lights, is like 50 feet up. Goes on one of these robotic thingamabobs, takes them up in the air. I wouldn't go on it. And you know, they work their tail off. And they're not curing cancer. But you know what they're doing? They're making sure everybody in this building has the ability to work, go to the bathroom. And I don't say that as a joke. I've never been more optimistic. I've never been more pessimistic on everybody who's running the joint. From the White House on down. And I keep thinking to myself, man, if we didn't have them, I think our economy would be growing 8% a year. I think we'd be so much better off. Oh, what about police? No, 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 no. Police, you get my point. And I bring this up now because I actually don't blame socialists for being pissed off at capitalists. Not the people capitalists, but the capitalists in Washington. I can almost understand. Almost. 
because I didn't waste too much time on my weekend, but they have this thing called South by Southwest. I guess it used to be music, and now they get politics involved, and of course the usual lefty politics. They had this Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez there, and I'm just thinking to myself, I don't even blame her. If I tell you the nonsense that she spewed, I don't even know where to start, but I can't even blame her, and let me tell you why. The media treats it serious because she's on that side. Saturday Night Live refuses to do a parody of her, even though they called for getting rid of airplanes, and nobody asks her a simple question. How are we going to cope without airplanes? Who's going to pay to retrofit all the buildings? Where is the money going to come from to give a government job to everyone? And I can go on and on. She was pissing all over capitalism. Elizabeth Warren wants to break out every company. Everybody. A fraud. An absolute unmitigated fraud of a woman who lied and cheated in order to move up her status in life and in the wallet. And they're being treated seriously. Bernie Sanders, who has never had a job, has lived off the taxpayer, is kicking butt in raising money for the Democratic nomination for the presidency of the United States. And even though 180 million of us have insurance the way we want it and leave us alone, they want to take it away. All in the name of, I still don't know. 91% of us have insurance our way. It's only about 9%. Can't you just take care of them? No, we've got to take over the whole thing. The authoritarian dictators want to take over. But I've heard authoritarian dictators, and then I've heard Cortez this weekend, and people were giving her applause for things that did not make sense. One plus one equals three. Two plus two equals five. The sun sets in the west, in the east, and rises in the west. I better get that right. The earth is flat. That's what she might as well have said. I don't know where we're going this with this, ladies and gentlemen, but I will continue to try to fight the good fight. Because I've never been more optimistic than on us. I've never been more pessimistic on them. Up next, back on markets. Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one only that's present. You're listening to... Well, what are you waiting for? One, two, ready, now. go. Action! Investor's Edge. We can't recall Bob. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Uh, as we stated, we are pre-taping the show in the final hour. We will be taking you just about to the close of the day as I speak. It's uh, just about 3.50 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Dow is up uh, 201. S&P 40, NASDAQ 146, NASDAQ 145. Boeing's down uh, 20, almost 24, which is about 62 is 12. Let's call it 160. So the Dow would probably be up 360 if Boeing was just flat. Um, and interesting enough that you now have a second crash of the same plane, same type of plane, within six months, and Boeing's getting bought up. with a fir- It was down 54 in the first few minutes today. 
Anyway, let me repeat. Oh, by the way, did you hear about the woman that um, jumped a security fence at a zoo? Was this in Arizona? You guys, KFNN uh, uh, in Phoenix, Scottsdale? I think it was Arizona. I don't know if it was Phoenix or whatever. She jumps a security fence at a zoo to take a selfie with a, with a black jaguar. Uh, the jaguar almost ripped her arm off. May I uh, give you all a little, before I finish up on the market, probably want to stay away from bad animals. You know? We have like three bear in our neighborhood. One biggie and two kids. We stay away from the bear. Even though it's kind of a, a friendly bear. It actually, if you walk near it, it runs away. I'm not going near it. Anyway, this I, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, let me repeat some things I said earlier. When a market drops a five days and gets it all back in a day, it hasn't gotten all back yet, but you get my point. I'm trying to make a point. That's good news. When a market ignores the number one Dow stock being down 50 early and rallies up, for any reason, that's good news. When leading stocks that have been pulling back into support areas hold that support not only bounce, but really sharply, with some fervor, with some vim and vigor, that's good news. When the rally occurs, as every data point coming from places around the globe is down. Italy's in recession. Turkey is in recession. Germany's been contracting. Not to the sure it's the definition of recession yet. China, well, I don't believe a word that comes out of their mouth anyhow. Japan. Growing hardly. When massive debt and massive deficits continue, and the president just announced another blob of a budget, and markets still rally, that's good news. I actually can't wait to do my scans tonight and see what I find. Now, the other thing I'm watching that most people don't talk about, but the 50-day moving average for the S&P have been turning up lately, and I want to see, they will eventually hit it, what happens at that point. I think we're in good stead for right now. And I'm the guy last Monday that said near-term high. Remember, when we say near-term lows, near-term highs, unknown price and time. It could have turned into something worse. But Friday's action gave us a little clue. Thus, on Friday's show, we mentioned you. We think we probably hit a near-term low. Am I surprised of today? Yes. Figured we'd rally up. And then when I saw Bowen, I thought, eh, maybe not so much. Market shooting the middle finger at it. And when you have a chance, names that matter to Dow, go look where 3M pulled back into. 50-day moving average almost to the penny on Friday. And has rallied strong all off of it. These are the little things I'm seeing. Apple, important. Been sitting tight for five weeks. Now goes a little bit topside today on the upgrade. Important. And as always, we'll see what tomorrow brings.
But today, can't spin it any other way. As much as we whine and complain. Very good day. Hopefully more to come. Tomorrow's another day. Have a good evening. Drive carefully. When you get home, do like we do. Quite a simple procedure. Do make sure you hug your children. Night-night all. This cleaning edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.